Hello and welcome to Breaking Late. I'm your host, Michael, and joining me again for another week is JD. How are you, mate? Fantastic, mate. Yep. Ready to follow some team orders? Ready to team orders, mate. Your team orders have been everywhere this weekend. One, two, one, two. Yeah, and like this whole race, not even just that, Force India had team orders. Yeah, yep, no passing, no loud. You, you, oh, you, you put team orders you. in place with me when I was ordering some meat for the barbecue this weekend. You're like, no, wrong meat, order this meat. So uh, I was it's like, true, right. it's true. You've got to have it right for Bathurst weekend. We, we've been doing Bathurst weekend now for many years. Yes, many and years. It, it, the food has to be perfect for the weekend, doesn't it? Yeah, well, we've got eight kilos of pork to yeah. smoke. So Yep, we've got the smoker. Gonna we smoke should the be fire. good. Smoke the fire up. <laughs> fire like, up the smoker. <laughs> fire up the smoker. <laughs> chuck the meat on it and yeah. smoke it out. Yeah. So it's definitely going to be good. But man, team orders this weekend, not everyone was very happy over that. I don't even think there was one person that was, oh, okay. Ocon was the most happiest bloke this weekend <laughs> out of team orders. Yeah, it was. And then that, that was actually quite, a, now you bring that up, it was um, interesting seeing that dynamic working after how how do you say, combustible that sort of those two drivers can Have be? Have been, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was actually interesting to see how well that worked when they said, oh, let him pass and then let him back pass. How bad is it going to be when Valtteri rewatches the race, if he rewatches it and sees he's like, force India, let the guy pass and then let him back at the end of the race? Oh, well, yes, you are talking very much about one of the funny ones, isn't it? Because yeah. The funny comment, so we should probably cap off it. So in the race, uh, uh, Valtteri Bottas was going to uh, quite, well, he was going to win the race. Valtteri Bottas was driver of the weekend. Yeah, he did a great job, still an effort all weekend, and he was going to win the race, but the team were a bit worried about Lewis's tyres following uh, his teammates, so they asked Valtteri to move over and let his teammate through. Valtteri then followed him towards the, the rest of the race, and um, then said at the end of the race, sort of, oh, what was it a couple laps ago? If that. And yeah, he's like, like, um, are we switching positions back? Because, uh, Vettel was no longer a threat. He was too far behind. Mm -hmm. And they're like, and at that uh, point they're like, ha ha, the little one can't take a hint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh. Yeah, that was that was really awkward. Um, no, Valtteri, we just hold position. We'll talk about this after, after the race. race. Yeah, like. Uh, but if after the race, I can't win the race. Yeah, yeah. and for Valtteri, he has been all year. Everyone was questioning his form, saying you know he needs to get results. The one weekend that, well, like in qualifying, he just owned the field. He did. He did a fantastic effort. He's been. Fast there. Now, two years in a row is that qualified Hamilton. I think he won it last year. Yeah, he did as well. Mm. Yep. Um, he he deserved this win. And I think, oh, we were talking about it earlier, but I think you can understand what Mercedes did. Everyone can understand it. And no one sort of is blaming them 100% for it. Actually, there is a lot of angry people out there. There is a lot of angry people. But you question whether, you know, 48 points, 50 points, I guess two complete... DNFs is more handy than one, one and, and three quarters, yeah. but it just seems far fetched that he's he's going to have two DNFs. No, I don't, has, Hamilton hasn't had a DNF this year. He, he has any? Has he? Um, where was it? England or no, England? He finished third or second. Oh, I can't remember where it was. He did the next race after England, Austria. Austria. Ah, yeah. The engines engine played up. Or gearbox. That's right. So he's had one. So he's had one. So, um, 
there is there is a chance of it happening, but you know, it, the, the likelihood is low. But we are getting probably towards the high mileage engines. But he's had more engines than ever, like than the others, because he had that DNF, and then the next meeting, they they plugged another engine into it. So it doesn't seem like it's going to happen. You know, it is racing. It is Formula One. Stranger things have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've got a poor bloke in Valtteri that's been completely bashed by the media, by everyone. His confidence must Not be at all-time Not fast enough. Low. He needs to move on. Their team really should be employing someone like Daniel Ricciardo or, or Max Verstappen, another up-and-coming driver uh, for when Hamilton leaves the team in another few years and they're not going to have someone because they've got Valtteri now and they're not going to obviously get rid of Hamilton. So they're, they're kind of sticking with a, set def, a definite number two. Mm-hmm. Um, even Ferrari's gone out on a limb now with obviously Leclerc. With Leclerc, yeah, because Leclerc doesn't want to be a number two. Yeah, so that's it. That's interesting to see that um, how how harsh they were on, on, on Paul on Paul Bottas. Paul Bottas, and yeah. then to come out and just make him move over. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a blatant you need to let him pass, um, which I guess was foreseeable, but still kind of probably stung a lot in at you know in the race when they they come over the radio to him. In qualifying, did you find it interesting because there were so many cars with engine penalties <laughs> that only ten cars actually hit the track on Q two? It was pretty f- funny the strategic game that was going on with not wanting to have their tires specified for the start of the race. Yeah. That was, um, and it, it worked, but it wasn't as good as it was in Singapore where they could really, that you know, the tires that everyone qualified in Q2 of the, the middle pack to get into Q3, if they qualified and tried to get into Q3, it or they made it into Q3, they were rubbish in the race. Yeah, yeah. Weird, but here, their tires just seem to last... The tyres were a lot better here. I think they were getting about 14 laps of decent pace out of the their qualifying tyres, which is enough. 42 laps out of brand new set of tyres? Yeah, out of brand new set of... What were they, softs or softs. something? Yeah. Brand new set of softs. That was unbelievable because he was still... He was still doing decent lap times. times. Yeah. It was really good. Um, Ericsson got into Q3 for the first time since Monza 2015, I believe. Wow, that's I didn't even know those stats. Yeah, there you go. Mm. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, and he's actually lost his drive. Yep. Um, Goodbye, next Ericsson year. Next Ericsson's year. gone. A lot of people saying that's a pretty good thing. I would probably tend to agree with yeah, them. Yeah, I was not holding back any tears when I heard that. Yeah, nothing against Ericsson. It's just his... He's had his time. Yeah, he's had his time, and you know the, the team really needed the, the Swiss money uh, that come along with him in driving, and... Now they don't need it because they've got the obviously the backing from Alfa Romeo, which is good. Yeah, I'm it's glad. basically Ferrari. Yeah, basically. It's so it's turned into Ferrari. Ferrari B team. Yeah, and that, I think that's good. Mm. I think it's the more teams that aren't reliant on drivers coming along and saying, "Hey, here's my money." Yeah. To be able to drive, I think that's it's fantastic. It is good because I think the uh, well, we're going to already have this issue with Ocon going. Where's he going to go? We talked about this last episode. It is. It's still. It's still sad. It's still but, yeah. sad. There was talk that maybe Sergio Perez might be out after all these incidents, but yeah. I don't see that happening. He's he brings a lot of money. He he owns. Doesn't he own? No, he doesn't own a bit of the team, but he paid a bit of it. 
Um, yeah, he. I think oh, I can't remember what it is, but it's it's a substantial amount, like twenty or thirty million pounds a year. He brings to the team and sponsorship. I could be way off there, but I'm I'm pretty sure those are the numbers I've heard. Um, which is you know obviously makes him pretty attractive for deals. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it'd be. A shame for Ocon to lose his seat. I would honestly, I'd prefer it to be the other way around. But Apparently, Ocon's still on the short list of Toro Rosso. Mm. With the news of Toro the Rosso, king. the comeback king, Danny the Torpedo Kvyat is back. <laughs> it sounds like a boxing name. Hey, he is now. He is. <laughs> yeah. What's that big American one? Danny the Torpedo oh, Kvyat. <laughs> He's back. He is making a return from a driver that was Toro Rosso, promoted to Red Bull, demoted to Toro Rosso, dropped, went to Ferrari, come back. Jeez, that's confusing. Yeah, it, I I was questioning over the weekend when I heard the news, or late last week. I'm like, um, uh, Red Bull trying to get a bit of Ferrari info here? Yeah. Are they? He wouldn't, how much? He wouldn't have really done too much of the car. He'd have done simulator work. A lot of simulation Mm. So they would have, yeah. He maybe they're trying to suss out where the car's strong or weak or whatnot. Employ him as a sim driver then. Mm. I mean, as a test driver. True, true. But they, I think it's just Toro Rosso don't have that talent pool at the. Well, Red Bull doesn't have that talent pool ready to make the jump up. And there's obviously the problems with. Toto is managing a few of the good drivers, and so is McLaren. And they're not going to allow them to go to Red Bull. So a lot of these up-and-coming drivers don't have seats. Because but they're also not allowed to have the seats that are available. Mm. Which is pretty painful. Like it's Especially as a driver, you're like, man, I don't care. Just put me in a car. I just want to go yep. racing. I've been trying to prove myself my whole life to get here. And now the, f- the fellow that said he's going to help me get into F1 is holding me back from getting into F1. Because he doesn't it want must, me to drive for that team, yeah. Yeah, it must feel really bad. It's kicking the guts, mate. It really is. Well, apart from in qualifying with the no one running in Q2, which made it not that interesting, Yeah, it would have been like, would have been worth for like Ferrari and Mercedes just to go out and be like, it's just trundled around, not even really set a fast time. Yeah. Let's get the best life out of these tyres for the rest of the race. Like, we just didn't outlap just to register Go a time. Go out and soft and see if they can still qualify for Q3. Yeah. <laughs> well, you would have. Yeah. Because there was only 10 guys that ran. Yeah. Yeah, interesting, isn't it? It is interesting. I mean, hindsight, they probably didn't know. You would have yeah. thought. They were all taking bloody penalties. Everyone in Q3, the bottom six, all took penalties. Mm. Yeah, it it was um a big penalty weekend, or was there five drivers with grid place drops? Yeah, I, I'm not a big. F- I understand why we got to implement these penalties to stop and en- you know cars from just running on the edge, blowing up an engine. But like, who cares? Put a new one in it tomorrow. Yeah, and just what a lot of the teams would be doing is they'd be just running new engines every meeting, mm. so they can run more boosts and more timing and. And run them hotter and just whatnot. Robs just robs us of a good race, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. There was probably, you know, it, it, there's questions to be asked whether Red Bull maybe could have hung with Ferrari in this race. I don't know if they could have matched Mercedes. Nah. But, but I think maybe. if you found Max, if Max started, well, jumping to the race anyway. Yeah. Max started 19th. 
By lap nine, he was fifth. He was fifth. Yeah. Yeah, it was a crazy effort from Granted, he had a bit of, he had that advantage of a lot of the people that he was moving up through. Yeah. Not all of them. Like K Mag did his thing of ruining a few guys' races again <laughs> this weekend. Yep. Defending but, hard. Yep. That's what um, he does. A lot of them would have sort of gone, I am not fighting you. <laughs> like, off you go. See you later. I am my races with the guy behind you. Yeah, you know. yeah, I agree. I agree. Some of the doors were, let's say, not opened, but left maybe slightly ajar. They were unlocked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he still had to do the work, and a lot of the overtakes were pretty impressive. On they were. It was great. That we had one overtake at last year, and this year we had, well, Max did, what was it? Ten. Ten oh, 14 and yeah. nine laps. So it was pretty impressive, um, you know, show from them. And also from even Daniel Ricciardo, who we didn't even realize for most of the race, no one picked up on it, that had you a didn't fr- see damaged front wing. You didn't see him at all. No, no. I didn't realize when he was coming into a pit, because he ran long, and then he was about 20, 26 seconds behind Max when he came in to pit his tires. And I was about to message you, actually, and be like, maybe Ricciardo could undercut Vitt- uh, Vittel, undercut Max here. Like... It would be close, and I don't think the team would really allow it too much, but then when they see him coming in the pits and they've got a nose ready, I'm like, it's just this practice. Like, you, I mean, you've got a massive gap back to Leclerc behind you, but <laughs> why'd you risk a $200,000 nose just to practice on it? But then, no, apparently suffered damage on like the opening lap. Yeah, I actually read an interesting um, interview from uh, Gasly. was right behind him when he hit that the, whatever carbon or whatever that was laying on the road it was just as um ricardo pulled out to pass a car he, he pulled out of the slipstream and as he pulled out there was something on the road he didn't he couldn't say what it was and he didn't have time to react to miss it mm-hmm. he hit it then that whatever he hit or the bit of wing that broke off hit gasly right in the visor Oh, he's like, really? I thought I was going to be blind. He's like, I thought, I was sure it was coming through the visor. It hit the visor that hard. And he said it ended up, he's like, I was so surprised when it just f- hit my visor and then fell off and landed in my lap. And he's like, I just threw the piece of carbon fiber or whatever it was out of the car and kept going. Oh, that would have been scary. It would have been very scary because you you strapped in so hard. You can't really move your head left or no. right. you got your hands device. Yeah. You're, you're strapped. Yeah, like you said, you're strapped in. You're basically stuck in that seat, and you can just maybe turn your head a little bit to see what's yeah. going on. So, um, unbelievable, but, yeah, pretty cool. Toro Rosso's had a bit of a shocking race. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, yeah, obviously touching on Gasly and Hartley, they both ended up out of the race in lap one or two. Yeah, I think by lap three, they were both in the pits. Yep. There's a brake issue. Yeah, brake failures or something like that. They didn't really specify too much on what was happening, but they both ended up locking up and spinning out in a mm. great big cloud of smoke. Well, I'm sure Gasly likes that because he's another one that needs to, not Gasly, sorry, um, Hartley. He's the one that needs to get results, even though I don't believe he's going to be racing next year. Yeah, I think the chance of him racing next year is pretty low. Um, yeah, well, that it was not another bad weekend for them now they're saying that the new honda that they brought out at that meeting is actually meant to be now more powerful than the renault really yeah yeah mm. so that's the new statement from helmet marco oh, of course well, of course <laughs> when they have a divorce from them then red bull's out of the formula one apparently 
It's true. Could be. Could be. Just someone give him a Mercedes engine. Uh, yeah. Never going to happen. But no, I no, want to see a Red Bull with a Mercedes engine in it. Control engines for everyone. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would be good fun. Then yeah, we'll see who's got only the Only aero. <laughs> only aero. Well, they're that trying to limit the aero anyway on these cars. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't have a silver bullet, but I think it, we need a, par- a better parity engine-wise. It's silly that we've got, and maybe even aero-wise, we need to parity the field a bit Controlled better. Controlled chassis. There shouldn't be an A and a B, te- and like e- A Reddit spec has and this B big spec. thing over the Formula 1 championship and the Formula 1.5 championship. Yeah, it shouldn't be like that. Charles anyway. Leclerc won the, the Formula 1.5 race this weekend. Well, that's when you take out the top six. <laughs> yeah, well, it's true, but isn't it? it? It is. You know, two of the top six started last and second last and, and still, still managed top to, six. Yeah, comfortably finished in top six. They could take quite long pit stops. Max did a fantastic job. We hang out, hang, hung out for 42 laps, went into the pits, and I was like, here comes 10 qualifying laps. I got told to turn the engine down and went slower than he has all race. <laughs> yeah. And still comfortably finished fifth. Yeah. So it's, it's a bit of a shame. Hopefully in the next few years, the uh, new owners of Formula One can put some rules in. Obviously, they've got the, the balls to put some see, rules in. Um, 2021 is really the day they're going to That's what's going to happen. Yeah. But uh, what's his name? Mr. Eccleston was back. I did see that. He was Looked like out a very, very old Putin. Richard Hammond. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that, but it's kind of true. <laughs> he does. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree, yeah. Yeah. Hanging out with his best pal, Putin. Putin, yeah. God, Russia's so corrupt. I mean, we don't know this for real, but... <laughs> it's a boring track, and I don't know if we should keep racing there. I, look, I, I'm, I don't particularly love the track, but... I don't, did he... Off topic a little bit, but did it, does it upset you when you go to Russia and you see them in their cool down room and there's all these dignitaries like Putin and bodyguards and whatnot in the warm down room? Putin gave Hamilton a warning. Don't spray me again this year. Yeah. I'm like, I mean, that's just what the drivers want. Like I, I message you going... Oh well, this isn't awkward at all. Hey, like how to make the cool room down, cool room like you know more relaxing for everyone. Chuck in Putin yeah. and all the dignitaries standing around. Like, why is he there? Yeah, it's just Bloody our prime right. minister, whoever the hell he is at the time, is not in the cool down <laughs> room in Melbourne. You don't see. I mean, maybe Donald Trump might be in the cool down well, room. Well, you're, you're bloody not wrong, are you? If there was anyone else that would push their way in there, it would it'd be, be him. Trump. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. And, you know, the bloody Formula One will be like, make Formula One great again. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Something I found kind of interesting towards the end of the race was, I don't, I can't remember exactly what lap it was. It was definitely like, I think Max had just come into the pits or maybe just before he went into the pits. It was about lap 40-ish. Brendan Hartley's on the pit wall with the Toro Rosso mechanics. Watching data. Why? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not sure myself. Look, they, they said they had a brake failure. I wonder whether they were trying to work out what the bloody hell happened, whether it was a brake failure gearbox or something else had happened because the cars did quite 
viciously spin. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. The rear just yeah. There's no denying that there was obviously a safety issue that they needed to. I fix. don't know if they're watching live data or not. It it was funny. Yeah, I did see you ask a question on, the, on our chat, and I was like, hmm, interesting. I'm not sure what he's doing <laughs> up there, actually. Uh, to be honest, I would probably be... Packed up. Yeah, had a shower, change, you know, do the interviews I've you have to do, the two, and then leave. I've seen, like, cars have a double DNF. The crew aren't out on the Whitlow pit wall watching the race. They're like, pack up, like, we're done. Yeah. You know, let's get out of here. We could be on the first flight out of Sochi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what was going on there. That'd be interesting. It'd be nice if they didn't ask me anything, just so you could find out. <laughs> <laughs> like, why did you stay on the pit wall? Yeah. It was Max's birthday this weekend, mate. It was. Turned 21. He can now no longer be the youngest pole sitter in Formula One history. There you go. He missed out. There you go. And apparently, know. he still wants to win four world championships by the time he's 30. So he's got nine years. It's doable, I think. With a Honda? Well, if they're already more powerful than the Renault, they're already winning races as it is. Mm. So I think, yeah, it is doable. We'll see. Whether that's snake oil or uh, or not. Mm. You sound spec. No, I'm just trying to think. If this race was so controlled, there were so many team... Orders. There's not much to talk about. We I mean, we can touch on. Do you want to talk about Kevin Magnuson like ruining more races <laughs> and the fact that he got retained? Him and Grosjean got retained for another year. Yeah, that actually took me a little bit by surprise. I, I was thought Grosjean hoping, was gone. I thought Grosjean was gone. I was hoping that that would be Ocon's saving grace. He's now in discussions with Williams. Ugh. Mate. Is it worth it? Maybe you should just take a year off. <sighs> take a year off, become a Mercedes bloody test driver. Yeah. Who is their test driver? Um, one of the uh, Formula 2 drivers. Um, Not late, Was though. Pascal still a test driver for them as well? I don't know. How many are you allowed to have? As many as you want. Oh. Yeah. We They're need to do an enduro season in Formula 1. Where we can have co-drivers. <laughs> Imagine that, trying to get over a halo quick. <laughs> uh, well, that obviously have to refuel, and it's going to be super dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's never happening. Well, to in cars that not having to refuel anymore, Formula E next year. Yeah. They're going to have the um, cars that can go the whole distance, which I'm actually kind of excited for. And apparently Stoffel Van Dorm's going to be driving for a Formula E team. Yeah, exciting, isn't it? I guess it's at least he's got somewhere to go. Yeah. Mm. Even you know, Formula Alonso's E almost went under praise. in the first year. Did it really? Yeah, on another motorsports podcast run by the guy that runs Formula E. Mm. Man, what are they doing? They just have better things to do than run a podcast. <laughs> um, but anyway, apparently they had huge debts and like owed millions towards suppliers and had maybe a hundred k in the bank. Well, there's one of those things when you make a new race series, you got to go. You can't go. It's really hard to start small and go real big straight up. They're like, no, nah, we're going to go big, and we need to get the people in. And once they started, you know, they pretty much spent all their money on the concept thing. And then once they got people to buy into it, it was sort of like, all right, got a bit. But now coming into the next season with the first year that they're going to have um, 
the cars that can go a full race. I think that's going to make it a lot more interesting. They're still on these tight, windy street circuits that I'm not a huge fan of, but I did a bit more reading into it. It's so the cars will last the whole race. Yeah. Um, they need the heavy braking zones. If we put them on Monza, they'll do like 20 laps and we're, like, we're flat. We had no time to charge. You give yeah. us like one corner to apply one heavy breakage. One big stop. Yeah. The rest of the time is like flat out. The battery just like boom, done. Yeah, they don't want sweeping corners. They'd be even worse at like Silverstone or somewhere mm. like that. Where you're on full power for a yeah. lot longer. Yeah. Um, but no, it'd be interesting because I think Nico Rosberg actually has a decent stake in Formula E as well. Mm, there you go. Well, and also Toto Wolf, Susie's wife, Toto Wolf's Susie's wife. wife. Susie Wolf. Susie Wolf, <laughs> Toto's husband. <laughs> <laughs> you know where we're going about. Yeah. Toto Wolf's wife, Susie, Susie Wolf, yep. uh, is the, the manager for a team. And... It, Toto Wolf also is going to have a team in, in Formula E as well, which mm. is going to be funny. Bit of a opposition of going on. Yeah, because yeah. well, Mercedes, yeah, coming over. Yep. Yeah, um, interesting. This should be good. Nissan's bought in. Just, just This is just our yearly recap of the race. The season starts at the end of the year. It doesn't even start next year. It starts in December, I think. Yeah, it, it does run a, an odd season, doesn't it, mm. really? Actually, talking about odd things that are going on, I don't know if I should say anything, but... We don't have much to fill in this episode. So ah, Eddie. well, stuff it. Uh, so, you know how Mercedes is pulling out of DTM? Yep. It's rumors that maybe Aston Martin are going to fill their spot. Really? Mm. But Mercedes run like nine cars. Yeah, well, apparently Aston Martin want to get involved and maybe factories, maybe. I don't, I don't want to say too much, but yeah. That's the rumour. No the one rumor. knows yet, but that's the rumour. Oh, mate. If we're the first to break this news. We Ooh. could be. We could be. Our massive audience. Uh, oh, yeah. wait. Well, quickly, without talking about our audience, I've got in trouble last week. Or someone wrote in going, you cannot plug stuff at an hour mark. Oh, yeah. So now we're like we're 50 now minutes we're, in. We're, we're <laughs> halfway through the show, so we've got to plug some merch. Yes. We need a race team, so we need to sell some stubby callers. No. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> no, no. We do have stubby callers for sale. Um, they're for the breaking. They got the breaking late logo on it. They're really good. They keep your beers very cold. They're $10 a stubby caller. If you want to um interested in supporting the show and want something to show your mates and be like, yeah, check this out, um, hit us up on Facebook and we'll post them out, like I said last week. Unfortunately, there is... A postage fee. I cannot do free shipping on these because shipping is just part of life. We need to do it. So, you know, we said last week, um, just bump and run the next postie and you'll be fine. <laughs> it's their fault, not ours. We can't control it. Um, $10 a stubby caller if you'd like to help out the show. Any any people that are doing that, we really appreciate that. So, Thank you. Thank everyone. Um, we're moving them, which is good. Yeah, they're all gone already. Yeah, so um, there's only a limited run. So getting quick, um, you, you you definitely want to get one of these. They make great Christmas presents. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Cool. Check plugged, it out. Plugged my thing. Otherwise, it's going to be at the end of the show again. I'm like, oh, crap, I forgot. Yeah, well, we're only 31 minutes in, mate. You're uh, not, not nah, 50. Nah, we're, we're, we're less than that. You <laughs> forgot. We, we messed up the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're well, only... 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's all good. <laughs> um, 
We're coming into Bathurst. We are. It's exciting times. It is. We touched on the start of the show. We got our meat ready to be smoked. We got the party. Would love to hear if you guys are doing anything for Bathurst. Like, yeah, send us in a photo if you get going to do anything special or what anything for Bathurst. If you're heading up the mountain, send us a photo. We got a photo from Mitch. Yeah. Yeah, he was on. He was staying at the hotel on Conrod. That's right. That was a stunning view, isn't it? It is. He's like, good luck ever trying to actually get in here on the Bathurst weekend. Oh, yeah, you'd be booking like not for next year, the year, year after. Up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, see, I'm waiting as soon as they release this calendar, which they have not released the calendar for next year yet. I'm buying at the Benz. Ah, uh, yep, yep. I've I was going to say along. Bathurst. It's fine because you just, it's just you it's know, the first, first weekend, weekend of November, uh, yeah, October. October. But the Benz, who knows? Could move mm. that. They could become an enduro season. Mm, they won't because yeah. Sandown's just still there. But yeah, interesting. It'd be interesting to see what happens with the Bend. How much they're going to develop that race over the next few years? I think should be more than just a super sprint. Yeah, I think the the owner of the track would definitely like to see something a bit more substantial going on there. But we'll see what happens. Mm. But anyway, back to Bathurst. It's going to be a big year. Last year of the Falcons. Yeah, I know. You showed me a, a great livery there for Richie Stanaway, where he's got the Falcon Owen. on the yeah. on the back of it, which is amazing. That's pretty cool. So it's a throwback to, oh, what, three, three, three and a yeah, th- four years ago, when all the yeah. Falcons there had the Falcon livery or the Falcon on the back corner panel of the cars. What did it say on the livery? Uh, Falcons, Falcon's Final Flight Mount Panorama. Yeah, which is kind of cool. I, it, to begin with, I'm like, ah, oh, it's a bit tacky. And then I'm like, I actually really like it. Yeah. It's the last time. Yeah. You know, it's not like, I mean, everyone goes, oh, bloody, well, I keep hearing people call them Opal Doors, the Commodores, because they're like, it's not a real Commodore. I'm like, yeah, but the first one was an Australian-made car either. It was a German-made car. We've done full circle. But the cars just don't sell. The Mustang sells. That's obviously why Ford are like, you know what, we'll get rid of these big four-door cars and we'll go to this little two-door thing that's selling. Yeah, and it's, you know, all the manufacturers are doing it. You know, they're doing, they're making a car that they sell everywhere. Yeah. Not, why would you manufacture a car for Australia and then manufacture different cars for the US and then different cars for Europe? We live in a global society now. Yeah. So the, the, all the manufacturers are doing the exact same thing. The, the cars are becoming more global it's, this is one car, this is our sedan family car, yep. and it goes everywhere. It's like phones. Yeah. One phone for the world. Yeah. And it, it makes sense. It's really sad because we had a great industry in Australia that made cars for many, many years and did it at a very high dead. level. Utes are gone. Sports utes are the worst. That's the problem. That's They're gone. I loved the like Falcon utes and the Commodore utes. They were just great. Yeah, not even talking about just the V eight U racing, just them in general. Yeah, and, you, and they're they're gone. They're, there's nothing to really replace that now. Got a Hilux. Yeah, you can get a Hilux or a, a Ranger or a BT fifty. Ranger BT fifty, same thing. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> you got your Mercedes Ute, which is basically an overpriced Nissan. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's an I mean, they're a lot nicer inside. I'd take the Mercedes Ute over the Nissan Navara Ute any day. To be honest, out of all of them that I've driven, I almost think that I haven't driven the Mercedes version of the Nissan, but 
they ride really well. The Navarro Utes? Yeah, yeah, oh. with that uh, independent rear end and coil sprung, not instead of being leaf sprung like most Utes. I don't, I can't remember if it was independent, maybe just coil, but um, yeah, they handle so much better. We've got an extra super Ute, a couple of new super Utes this weekend. Yeah, and there's extra highlights as well. I think. Two of them. Chelsea and Angela, yeah. she was going to drive, but she's not driving anymore. Yeah. Uh, Matt Nolan's going to be racing that one. Really? Yep. There you go. Um, and another nice. girl, I can't remember her name off the top of my head. Sorry. She will be racing as well in, I think, the maybe a new Ranger. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm you... surprised that they've got new cars coming into this series where everyone's like earmarked them to be gone. Yeah, I was going to say, how many more years do you reckon that series is going to be around? <gasps> Two. Because the Formula 5000 series mustn't be far coming off. They're about they can't to do get a rid of the Formula... Fi- they can't get rid of the Super Utes yet and replace them with Formula 5000 next year. It's just too close. Well, and I, I think the problem with that is, as well, the caliber of driver, nothing against the Ute drivers, but they're basically saying these Formula 5000s, you're going to have to be... They're going to be... The caliber of driver in it will have to be to the same level as like Super 2s. Yeah. They have to be dedicated, like this is your job. You know, you've got to go to the gym. You've got to eat right. You've got to focus on the track. You've got to, when you're at the track, you've got to be focused on setup and getting everything right. You you can't just turn up. It's not a jump in and drive the car the same setup every meeting sort of thing. They're, yeah. they're, they're saying they're going to be a handful. They're going to be loud. They're going to be very, very fast. Um, they're going to be the most powerful open seater below Formula One and Formula Two and Indy. Oh, really? Yeah. So they're, they're going to be very, very powerful. Because they um, must be one of the last V8 open wheelers now. Yeah. Well, they must be. Geez, it must be really, really. Probably them and Indy. What are Indy? I don't know. I think they're a V8. So it must just be them and Indy, pretty much. That are. So, it is, it is, you know... What if they're going to, like, rev as high? So, there's been arguments over what engine they're going to run. So, a lot of them were... There's two different Formula 5000 builders. Yeah, yeah. uh, The Super 5000 and Thunder 5000 or whatever Yeah, and they've come together to sort of try and make one car. Uh, They should have one finished for testing before the end of October. They want it on track by the end of October. And they want it to be at, say, a V8 round before the end of the year for display. Mm. Um, I doubt there'll be Newcastle. Maybe Gold Coast. They said it has to be a track that suits them. So I don't think Gold Gold Coast suits them. I think Newcastle probably suits them better than Gold Coast because they don't have to jump the curbs. True. Where, you know, like being an open wheeler. But then again, Indy Indy used to go to... Gold Coast. Yeah. They just Um, didn't have... The big, massive chicanes. In they there, just run more like. straight, yeah. So it will be interesting to see what happens. Then there was two engine configurations that they were arguing about. One was just the Coyote um, American That's basic Ford Mustang motor. V8, yep. yep. Uh, which was going to make it a bit cheaper and whatnot. And it looks like that might be the way they're going because the other configuration was they were meant to be running full-spec supercar motors. <laughs> that would be expensive. So the idea behind it, I think, was, you know, supercars are going to move away from V8 motors and they're going to go to six-cylinder turbos and yada, yada, yada. Now that looks like that's not happening. 
there's not going to be a cheap supply of these. Yeah, because that's originally what already it was. developed. It's like we got all these V8s sitting yeah. around. So that doesn't look like it's happening. So it looks like they're probably going to go down the Coyote path, which is probably good. Uh, it's good bang for buck. Yeah, good bang for buck. Fairly reliable. Why not keep They're them? going Hollinger gearboxes and diff. Okay. Um, he said you can build a whole car for around 300000 That's not too bad. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's it's not bad. That's what do you think about the TCR that's coming to Australia? Now, can you explain a bit more to me about the TCR? Two liter racing, I believe. Yeah, I haven't can. managed to watch too much of it, but I know it's like Hyundai i30s and yep. Subaru. Don't assume WRXs or whatever. It's well, that's th- that's the series that's meant to be sistering this series. Oh, okay, because I know Cam's developer. got approval for it, but. To be honest, I haven't really looked too much into it. It reminds me a lot of a BTCC. So the idea behind it is they're going to assist... Th- those two are going to be sort of... They may... Same company is publicizing. The same company is helping develop them in Australia. And they're going to go to a lot of media, meetings like Together. side by side. Yep. They said not all meetings they'll have to do side by side. Some of them, you know, the, the cars will... Well, obviously, the Formula 5000s might not suit that track and the, the other um, TCR will be there. So, It'll I'm be interested to see what it is. I mean, any new racing is great. Yeah. I just, to be honest, I haven't even looked into too much what it is. So, if you do know what it is, write in, let us know. Chat, like, send us a, a link to a really good race that we could watch and yeah. might want to get all excited about. But we're trying to talk about Bathurst. We did get into that and then Let's, got fully sidetracked. We did. <laughs> Who is your pick for Bathurst? Oh, wow. We're really just jumping we're just right jumping in there. straight into it, mate. Uh, Todd Hazelwood and Bryce Forward. They're, they're paying <laughs> 501 to 1. Uh, uh, that would be a dream come true. Top but 15 for them? It's Bathurst Honestly, it would be hard. It'll it would be, be hard. Their car, you know, it has not been developed It is an old spec car. It'd be, geez, it'd be hard for them. It's a long way. If they got lucky with some safety cars, yeah, definitely. Um, But yeah, I don't see top, you know, maybe top 15, but not top 10. No. Yeah. I mean, it'd be a good effort if they get there. So, Bathurst. Well... I'll let you pick first. Oh, okay. Is that right? Yeah, you can pick and then I'll choose... (laughs) (laughs) you're like you son of a bitch (laughs) you never do that I think Shane might get that bogey off his back he hasn't he hasn't won a Bathurst supercar but he the thing about Shane he already come out and said he will like he's he would rather have win a championship than win Bathurst yeah okay he's like yep it's just another race to him I want Lowndes to win last year full time drive that would be good. He can do it. Yeah. He can. So you go on Lowndes or you go on Wing Cup? I go on Wing Cup. You go on Wing Cup, but you want Lowndes. I want Lowndes. I won't. I'll be happy if Lowndes win. Even if, you, even if you chose Lowndes, I don't think he's going to win. But even if you chose Lowndes, I'd still be happier that Lowndes won. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go Shane. Yeah. Because I think, you know, he, he can do it. The, you know there is an outlier, and it's someone I've been choosing a lot lately. Scotty, Scotty, there. So last few meetings have been running on soft compound tires, and they're going back to hards. They're going back to hards, which they were faster at the start of the season on the hards. 
Um, Unless I forget, they just owned the field last year in they qualifying. They smashed them. And they were fast in the race. If they didn't have a failure, they would have been well and truly on for a race win. So, I am sticking with Win Cup. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, but I can't. I can't help it. You gotta. You gotta go. You know. Mate, you gotta do best. something. I am crawling back. Oh. Like you're only three points ahead of me I now. I know you're smashing me. The last. Three race weekends, well, you've got points. We've got Formula One next. Do I get to pick first? Yeah, okay. All right, Hamilton. Bastard. <laughs> All right, well, look, I know I don't can't pick, pick Bottas <laughs> because they won't let him win. And then you can't well, maybe pick... maybe they might. Like, yeah. he's now got two race lead. It's not a track I think Bottas is good at, but I think it's going to be Vettel. Yeah, well, they probably could have some typhoons. We'll see how Hamilton's pretty good in the wet. He is. He is. It is looking pretty wet over there at the moment, actually. They they are a bit worried about the event. So be interesting. The problem is they hold it back. They need to like it's gonna be on the same time as Bathurst. Yeah. But they hold it back for the bloody TV. You're like, maybe you have it lunchtime. Typhoons don't hit lunchtime. Yeah, you're not wrong, are you? It's the the same with Jules. There's the the race where Jules passed away. Um they he held that race away, back a little bit. Well, we had the accident and died at the scene, but they kept him alive on machines. All right, just, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. It, 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 they held that race back as well because of the weather, but they could have brought that race forward. Hmm. Yeah, it would have screwed the whole world over for watching it. But you know, you would have got a full race in and and not put danger or drivers at risk. Mm hard to say it is hard to say um well i think we're going to wrap this up because we sort of run out of a lot of things to say we sort of just touched on a lot of other racing categories that we don't <laughs> normally touch on but it's because that race was so run and done it was you can't even say bottas got to lead for the start and just drove away with it because he didn't he had to hand it over so on that note thank you toto um i enjoyed that point you did take the phone call that I called you up before. I was like, oi, look, I need to wheel in some points. You're here to win one championship. I'm trying to win another championship. <laughs> Team orders at play here. So thank you very much for joining us for this week. Sorry about the shorter episode, but that happens. We'll be back next week after Bathurst 1000 and the Japanese Grand Prix. Mm, looking forward to it. It's going to be exciting. So don't forget to hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash breaking late, or you can email us in Email us your breaking uh, your breaking late photos. <laughs> Email us your Bathurst photos. Like, let us know what you're doing for Bathurst weekend. We'll probably post up. We might post up a few photos of us smoking our meat. Yeah. Um, Maybe you on a Facebook live. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, um, live from our big screen. Yeah, from the big screen, it'll be hella delayed on the live. But anyway, it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah, and hit up our website, uh, breakinglate.com. Thank you very much. We'll see you guys next week. Catch ya. Bye.